0: Hello, and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real, raw truth for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavoda, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risk being ridiculed, or even risk the loss of their professional status, as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find throughout the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. Hi, y'all. This is Sasha here. Two quick announcements before we get on to our interview for today. First of all, if you are looking for quality supplements, quality tonic herbs, some specialty food items, and you're in and around Calgary, then please go check out Lotus Herbal Health, a great family-run store that has two locations in Calgary. You can find them at lotusherbalhealth.ca to find out where their locations are, or you can shop online and they will pretty much deliver anywhere. So quality supplements, tonic herbs, great staff, check out lotusherbalhealth.ca. Secondly, I want to announce the relaunch of my program called Your Conscious Pregnancy and Parenting Guide, which consists of experts in their fields around the world on consciousness and parenting and education and nutrition and dentistry and homeopathy and more. This is a program I created after my son was born about 10 years ago, a little bit more than that. And I am now very concerned after the events of 2020 for our future generations. And I believe the time is now for conscious parenting and for conscious parents to rise up and take to take back our pregnancies and our births and our parenting and the resilience of our children and of future generations. The time is now. We change the course of history by changing the course of our future generations. And we do that. By consciously raising them, consciously birthing them, consciously conceiving them, feeding them good food, and taking back the responsibility of raising healthy, well-adjusted, robust people. Resilience. It's time to build resilience. So please go check out SovereignCollective.org forward slash get the guide, and you'll be able to check out all of the amazing material in there. It's time for us to understand how our worldviews are formed, how our self views are formed. And how to impact that and how that impacts society on a whole. So check it out. Sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide. And now, on to the show. Hey
1: everyone, Sasha here with a new episode for the Sovereign Collective podcast. And today, you might recognize this man here beside me if you're watching on video. I did do an interview with him not too long ago on PMAs with Mike Cologne. And now, I'm going to be interviewing him. This is... full disclosure here, my husband, Timothy Roy, Tim, I know him as Tim, Timothy Roy, and we are going to talk about all things private, PMAs, what you want to know about them. And for those who don't know what a PMA is, that's Private Membership Association. We're going to go deep into this because that is exactly what Tim has been doing and started to many, many years ago. Now back on that track, because it seems that you should have stayed on that track many years ago. So anyways, honey, thank Good. you for being here today. I'm gonna to kind of try to pretend that I don't know him a little bit, but of course I do. Um and we're gonna go into some things. So first off, let's talk about you. Why are you doing this? What are you doing? What 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 got you into wanting to know thoroughly the PMAs? Because it's a big area to know fully that's living in the private stuff. But it's
2: yeah. yeah it is. You know, it's a it's a good question because you know PMAs are really seem to be almost in a bandwagon nowadays. Like they're getting getting more and more popular. A lot more people are learning about what they are. And quite frankly, I've only recently heard of the term PMA. But I my process about or my understanding of this process really started many many years ago. I actually just recently found uh, I was cleaning up the office and I found a document uh, of and I took a picture and it, sent it It sent to one of my members back from then. I said, I, in 2009 to 11, if you remember, I, I started a men's group. And the men's group, uh, we called the Excuse-Free Zone. And we were talking about, at the time, I was very, very much into all the, the sovereign, free man kind of thing. And so we actually had constructed uh, a membership where we'd meet every couple of weeks and Drink wine and go through a framework of understanding, and go through different explorations of law and, and different uh, remedies, if you will, and this kind of thing. And then it kind of it kind of expanded into a whole lifestyle. Like we really got into relationship stuff, and and it was and it was great. I actually really loved it. But then we had some guys move away, and we just sort kind of wrapped it up and moved back. Because back in the day when we started when we were doing all the free man stuff. It's just some part of it didn't make sense to me it didn't make sense the privacy stuff yes made sense actually became a privacy advocate for a while i was doing uh, uh, i was got involved with doing offshore st- structuring corporate structuring you know with stuff in use in panama you remember that and then um <laughs> and what else what else what else, what else? Uh, but also part of the, the technology like the vpns and high secure emails and all this stuff so it's kind of been a process that's been happening and developing over the over the years but we kind of moved away from it for a little while because it got really kind of messy there for a little bit because this be make no mistake you can do it wrong and, <laughs> and it can be messy and you have to find new parts of yourself that that you, you yeah. it's not it's not a for anybody who's thinking that it's just you, you were working in the public and you just slide it and put it over into the private it just simply doesn't work like that there's there's you have to become the kind of person that can operate in the private which so it's a different way of thinking and stuff like that
1: right right and just on a side note and other things what is what I'm gonna say my husband is a lovely coach. And what are your other interests? Because I know you have, like, you talked about the, that's what made me think, but you talked about the relationship and stuff like that. So just quickly about what you do currently as well so people can know a little bit about more. Yeah. You, and then we'll move more specifically into this.
2: Totally. Well, I could actually interrelate these two. Uh, so I, I help people get relationship rights or do relationship repair or relationship optimization, help people get best relationships with themselves, with their primary... Um, Love within their families, within their businesses. For me, it's about relationship is everything, and I've developed several frameworks around that over the years. And I just love it because I I don't know when uh when the relationship isn't good at home, when things aren't good at home, it just feels like nothing is good. It, it leaks into to all parts of your mm-hmm. of your world, and your health, and your business, and everything. It just it just will do that. So I find relationship to be an exceedingly important thing. But and what was really cool is all of the the work that i've developed in the relationship world kind of slides over into the best ways to operate within a society and things like this being being honorable in your relationships and keeping your agreements and all all this stuff seemed to be actually pretty normal fit it just kind of slid over and
1: self-responsibility self-responsibility
2: yeah they're radical radical Right. Personal self responsibility. And
1: we have thanked each other several times over these last couple of years that we are going through this time in the world with each other because a lot of people are very divided in their own homes. So I'm very thankful to not have that division in my own home because I know a lot of people in that boat and that's not a good place to be right now. It's hard enough
2: yeah. with
1: the rest of the world as it is. You want your own home to be a safe zone.
2: Yes. Yes. And, you know, quite frankly, Mm-hmm. with all these questions around the shot and what it does or doesn't do to people, you know, for for people who aren't going to get the shot, I think it's ex- even more exceedingly important to have a good home life because um, uh, the future of the natural humanity might kind of depend on it. So yeah. But anyway, circling back around to my coaching, what I ended up doing is that when back when I was a massage therapist, I, for those who don't know me, I was um, registered massage therapist for almost twenty years. I taught at a couple of different colleges. Um, I developed something called the Deep Issue Massage Method, working with working on the table during massage, helping people resolve uh, traumas, limitations, blockages. Um, But really, when I got into that, I really saw an opportunity to sync the private in with something. So what I would do is I ended up letting go of my designation as a massage therapist. I transitioned my business into the private even way back then. That would have been circa 2013-ish, somewhere in there. And uh, because deep issue massage was at a higher price point. And I wanted people to come for the work because they wanted the work. And people thought, no, you gotta get benefits packages and everything for and I tried that for a little while. I tried, you know, I, I you know having my my designation so people could claim it on insurance, but then I just decided I didn't want any part of that whole game, especially when they started making making uh, machinations about regulating massage therapy. So anyways, the deep issue massage then kind of more people wanted the coaching in the end. They you know got off the table and they wanted to continue like developing their lives and stuff. So it was a natural transition into coaching for me. And I put my coaching practice also into the private under like private membership. Well not actually at the time they were just private agreements, private contracts. But this whole private membership agreement or association is uh the newest evolution, but the most it's a natural evolution for me.
1: So before we get into what is private and blah blah, just quickly. Would those private agreements hold and be valid in? Because it is a private agreement between one person. Did it, just because you didn't refer to it as an association or a club or whatever, wouldn't that still be valid? Because it's a direct private agreement between two individuals.
2: A hundred percent. You know, there's there's something referred to. A lot of the stuff is clearer in the states, quite frankly, because they've convoluted things with Canada being a younger country some things that were one and broke them into several different pieces in in law for instance but uh nothing that can be disputed is our unlimited right to contract to contract privately so like if if i can buy a potato over the kitchen table for you from you for whatever that's nobody's business it's no right so so that's so in when when it gets down to contract law and the idea of all the having all the elements of a contract um that we do this in the private we make sure that there's certain things in the agreement, in the contract right. itself, but also making sure that there's other things that are not in the contract, which is almost what's arguably more important, what you like the out of contracts and agreements. Okay. Right. Okay. To make sure that this that the jurisdiction remains in the private.
1: Right. So uh, coming from what you would know now, I guess those private agreements would have looked a little different. Yeah. If you're to write like write them now based on just that one a little bit different but 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 not but but not
2: i'm amazed like when 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 i read this back from 2009 um i was actually pretty amazed at how how much we nailed it even back then right but yeah it's definitely gotten more refined and then um so I guess, yes, I would write them a little bit differently, but I would keep a lot of it similar. Well, yeah.
1: This is good to know.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so why are we even thinking about living in the private in the first place? Why would we even want to do that? I mean, we. how do you do that? What is What does that mean, private, public? Can you explain that for my listeners, please?
2: Yeah, hold I'll try to make it simple. Um, for the vast majority of... The people. Let's just talk about in Canada, or the United States. It's pretty. It's everywhere. Anybody who's ever gotten a birth certificate or something has now been had that event lodged into what we call the public domain. So the public domain is under the umbrella and, the, uh, and under the, under the regulatory bodies of acts and statutes and things, which, is, believe it or not, is actually separate from, from law. Right? There's legal and there's lawful and there are some places where they they play well together like in the courts of equity for instance so equities and trusts and contracts these these, these are the these are the way where the where law doesn't become so what we call colorable, but in the, the common law of the land if you will um in the acts in the land of acts and statutes then because common law basically has come to mean what is commonly agreed upon as what law is. And what I think we can agree that most people believe in the bylaws, acts, and statutes. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that all, that all happens in the law, and there's a reason why that was being put in place. And um, quite frankly, that whole system is designed for people who aren't interested in taking personal responsibility on all levels of their life, right? So it's a system that's based on what's known as limited liability, which can be a very enticing thing. But there's also, there's always a trade-off. Like when you limit liability and don't take full responsibility for something, well, that means you, that there's a, that's going to be in it. That's going to happen at, at, at a, at a <laughs> what am I trying to say? With an exchange of some kind.
1: Right. It's like exchanging your freedoms for safety. Yes. Right? Right now, right from the beginning of this shit show start, I said, people, uh, it's yeah. always a red flag if you're gonna exchange any freedom for your safety. That this is that's a red freaking flag. So okay. there's it's never it's always an exchange there, then but it's always, always a trade off. Trade off yeah, that's a what a there you like go. Like
2: Benjamin Franklin said something to the effect of uh, you know, he who he who gives up uh, freedom for safety deserves neither something something along that. I'm paraphrasing. Right. And how
1: few that. recognize that and how few actually fully want to take full responsibility right now like in the parenting field. Like this is this is one of my big passions. Right, people don't want to do it in their in, in the health and wellness. Like nutrition and, and health coaching. That's another big area. But like how many people want to do that in relationships? How yes. many people want to do that?
2: <laughs> most most <people. laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to say I'm just going to say it out loud that uh it's unbelievable how many people think that they're coming at the relationship from a, from a solid place of responsibility, but their responsibility is always limited. They take limited responsibility. You do your half, I'll do my half, and that's not how it works. You know, in, my, in my relationship models, quite frankly, there is no room for compromise. Right. You know, others would say, you know, the, you know, the, the, the secret to success of a long-term relationship is compromise, I'm like, absolutely not, right? That's a, that's a, that's a perfect recipe for sitting up and tolerating each other. Right? It's like,
1: God, I've been tolerating you for a long time. Right?
2: Well, I remember asking you, I said, do you ever feel like you compromise in a right. relationship with no. me? And you said, no, I, I don't either. Like, so when it when it's good you really understand what I'm referring to when I say no compromise, it can really be a healthy relationship. builder. Let's sure. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. So... The public so why right. do we want to live in the private? private it seems to be a very hot topic these days
2: yeah it's a really hot topic and quite frankly I don't think there's well I don't I don't, I don't think there's ever been a time in the world at least in the, the history that we're told about where public and private been such a blurred line like people have smart fridges and smart stoves and smart televisions and all of like it's like people need their refrigerator to tell them when they need to get some milk and you know if you understand like this this it's cool technology you know like i'm a tech i like tech i like i like techie stuff but like my god the everything that's happening um in the public right? So people's getting all, we continually voluntarily give more and more of our privacy away. Yeah. We continually give it away. We have our Fitbits on our wrists. So it can measure where we go, how far we've done, what our meat like. And people think this is great. And if you listen to that Haval, whatever maniac from the WEF uh, oh, that right. their top that, advisor who yeah, can gay yeah, guy, yeah. he uh, He's like totally excited about the technology to have people have like a chip stuck in their brain. So they just have to think about something and they can phone somebody without needing to having a phone. It's like, it's just unbelievable. All the stuff that is so space age is like here and it's happening now. And it's kind of complete invasion and people keep arguing, well, you know, if you don't have anything to hide. Like, it's like, if, if you don't have anything to hide, then just send your credit card numbers Send them on over. If if you think there's nothing to hide, just I'll take your credit card number. And just remember, full disclosure. If you are that retarded <laughs> enough to actually do something like that and believe that there is uh, if there's nothing to hide, if you don't if you're not doing anything wrong, then by all means, then you know, put a, put a video camera in your uh, in your bedroom uh, at full time. Uh, you know, uh, send over your credit card information. Let's 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 have it. You know.
1: Okay. So why would we want to live in the private though? That's the thing. Why? So, so what does that do for us? What are the benefits? Excellent.
2: How is it different? Well, living in the private allows us to take responsibility back for how we operate, who we do exchange with. Um, down in the States, it's really easy to say who to do business with, right? In in Canada, they, uh, they've convoluted some of the the wordings and things like this—you just got to be careful because basically we have this right to associate, and if anything's been established in this world through uh, lockdowns and mandates and all this stuff, is that people think they're free, but they're not. Right, and moving things into the private—you know—taking our right to associate and assemble, and the right to contract and 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 do things with each other. That are outside of some kind of regulatory body, then it. I believe that that actually moves back into spiritual principles. Like if we were to emulate in in our lives, the ultimate spiritual principle is would be like there. You cannot intercede between anyone's relationship with who they are and what God is for them. Right? Doesn't matter if you're a Christian or whoever. Like there's no intermediaries, but man. Has tried to make these intermediaries. So you used you have it got encouraged needed to go to go through a priest to to know God or a rabbi or whatever, right? And slowly over time, people have gotten further and further away over that, that private relationship with spirit and self. And as that's broken apart, it gets easier to duplicate that and expand that in the world, right? So we end up with all these public things where you, you can't wipe your bum without being told what to do or how much paper you can use or any of this. And you end up in these social credit systems, which I believe is what's happening here in Canada. I believe that that's what, uh, what the what the actual pandemic that nobody died from, apparently. You know, I know people died, but you know, people always die. Let's just be honest. Um, but in this, in this thing, um, meanwhile, in the back, there's more and more regulations. Uh more and more uh invasion into your personal affairs like
1: full steam ahead like we've never seen before like and you, it's and people are oblivious yes oblivious to it's so obvious it's so over it's constantly one thing after another it's full steam ahead it doesn't stop when people don't see it
2: people don't see it and quite frankly a lot of people won't see it and that's okay no. uh not here to change anybody's mind what mm-hmm. what I'm doing in you know on, as down my sideline, now that I've been able to f- crack the code on on how to do pMA style associations here in Canada, I've actually called them KUMAS. so it's private, unincorporated membership associations right. um, just because that 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 helps us understand how it operates a little bit differently in Canada once you get into the national nations how it works. but going back to why you'd want to be in the private domain is it's all about taking more control back what we can control and letting go of the rest. So if I want to associate with people and we have full disclosure, we've got transparency in our relationships, uh and we agree to indemnify and hold people harmless, like you know what? The the, if you want if you want to believe in God's judgment, well then all judgment ought to be God's, not not to be confused with using judgment, because you know you can use good judgment. But this whole idea of um someone else getting to decide what you can and cannot do is not in alignment with natural law. Right? Mm -hmm. You should be able to do whatever you want to do and 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 there's a a consequence to that. So as long as you stay out of the realms of harming, like willful harming with willful intents, like in the states they have very clear language. It says clear and present danger of some kind of substantive evil. If you can't prove that any of those things are being done, then the public domain, the courts of the public domain can't interfere right? because it's basically just an unlimited right to contract. And we have similar, it's different wordings, but we we have the same rights. All the rights came from these unalienable inalienable rights as just a result of being there. But you have to claim them.
1: Right, and we're going to get into that, right, because that's the thing. It's, you can't just make this declaration and expect to be left alone and protected, no. right? So that's the thing. And another thing that I really recognizes that people don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. They don't want they know what they stand for. So if you're in that headspace, I think you're going to run into a lot of trouble if you feel like you can just do some paperwork and...
2: Hundred percent. I've, I've, <laughs> I've. I think I've actually talked more people out of right doing the private private membership association than how many I've onboarded, because yeah, it it has to. Like I said at the beginning, it, it's it's going to draw something more out of you, and if you aren't willing to take it on, because the paperwork will not save you. Let me be clear: the paperwork will not save you. If I didn't get it right the first two times. I will tell you that the paperwork will not save you. The paperwork has to reflect the energy that you can stand with from the private domain you know what i mean like it ha- the paperwork has to be a reflection of who you're being while you're doing stuff
1: it's like Barolando said in my last interview paperwork doesn't prove you you prove the paperwork
2: you prove the paperwork right? right yeah the paperwork has to reflect your understanding your thing so just getting paperwork and saying i'm in the private probably not going to work most people will trip themselves up because there's not a clear enough definition of what it means to be in the public and the private and quite frankly that takes some time to understand right it takes some time that there's there are two distinct domains and they do not work with each other they cannot work with each other right right? Uh,
1: so before we get into that i want to talk about what are some other benefits i just want to make sure don't confuse um what are, what are, okay, so you get to make your own decisions. You get to exchange who you want to exchange. Look, what are the other, what are some more benefits of living in the private, especially in these days?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, well, the neat thing about the private is the benefits are, are the benefits that you get to choose, you get to claim, right? And so, a benefit that if you claim it is that you can continue to associate when others are told not to associate. Mm. Right? Yes. And you can operate in ways that others aren't able to operate that are in the public domain. So for instance, um you know you mentioned Mike, Mike Cole, uh great guy, and he's and he with his renegade nation stuff, uh he um what is it called? The, uh, the grocery store.
1: Renegade Provisions. Renegade
2: Provisions, right? So, how they got into this is they saw a need that, you know, things on the on the grocery shop shelves in the public, like you go down to, in Canada, you go down to Safeway or in the States to Trader Joe's or wherever you're going. Um, and there's less and less stuff there. So, they were like, we've got to get a hold, we've got to get a control of our own provisions. And so, by creating a public members association, where public,
1: see, public. did I say
2: public? A private, a, a private, private members, members association. association, where you have to be a member in order to purchase groceries from this place that's on their property. Um, they effectively take what they're doing, how they're operating, out of mm-hmm. the public and into the private. So when when uh, you know, the regulators, the permit people, all these people would come in, they would say, Well, you know, you just have to demonstrate that you have jurisdiction over here. So what's happening is here it's not in the public. Right. And your job, I believe, is to protect the public. And there's no public here. I mean, this is a private group, all sharing in the the, uh, the wares that have been purchased privately and uh, and being divided between the members.
1: So, right, so very, very important. You're a private membership association. People from the public cannot just come on in and check it out and get their feet, but they have to be a member in order to participate. Yes. Right?
2: And this this is, like, the crux to making it work. Like, unless you are extremely high level about being able to wear different hats, um, so you have a public part of your business and a private part of the business and they never meet.
1: You can do that?
2: You can do it. You can right. do it. Like, so a doctor or whatever could do that. They could, have, they could have people on the public side who get to walk in off the street, and they claim it on insurance and yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would have to abide by their mask mandates and whatever other mandates, and whatever, whatever the public says under the licensing of that mm-hmm. doctor. But that doctor, the, 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 the living flesh and blood earthling, mm-hmm. um, has learned all of those skills. They could also have a private part of what they do where they, have, they serve privately under a private arrangement where they only serve members and you're not gonna be, have access to the insurance and all this, you, you can't have access to the public stuff, you only have stuff happening private, and never the two shall meet. Right? right? This is when people get the in trouble with the like public education. I keep saying public, private education associations, things like this. What they'll do is they'll they'll say that they're doing private, but they'll still be taking some kind of benefit or privilege from the government, and then right. they screw themselves. Right? So you, you, there's like I said, okay, moving into the private takes a radical amount of self-responsibility and, and is based, and the reason why it works, is it has to do with our right to self-determination. So
1: so if you were to be, if you were a public, a private entity of some kind and you were to accept public funding, would that put you under their jurisdiction by way of that?
2: I would suggest yes. Depending on what you mean by public funding, like government, government. grants or something.
1: Government yeah. funding, any yeah. kind of support of any way that was not raised privately.
2: Yeah, I certainly wouldn't do it. Right. I certainly wouldn't do it um, because once again, let's just put it through, you know, Occam's razor, if you will. Am I asking for a benefit or privilege from the public to try to do something private? Right. And you know, is that an integrity? Again.
1: Probably not. Okay, so what does it mean to actually, what does it actually mean to go into the private? Do you have to remove yourself from society? Do you have to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff? How does that mean to operate that way? And are there different levels to which you can go more and more private?
2: (laughs) Uh, Great question. Yes, there are different levels that you can do. But does it mean that you have to you know, go live in the bush somewhere and, and not talk to people or not interrelate with the public? No, not at all. In fact, if the one thing from the private, the one, the one path, let's just call it the one path, the one path that you can have between the private and the public is to advertise membership.
1: I just my question: How to advertise?
2: So you can advertise okay. for membership, and then you get to talk about all the wonderful things, if you want, that, um, that members get to enjoy. So the, the benefits that your member services gets to provide to its members, to its members. So you, can, you don't advertise the services. You can advertise right. the services that your members get to enjoy. Right. Right? But they only ever get to enjoy that those benefits on this side of the membership right. wall. It I would highly recommend that people think about it as a wall with a gate. Right? Mm-hmm. And whoever's at the gate, whoever's operating the gate needs to be very clear on what public and private is. Right? Right. So advertisements for membership can go out if that's what you want. Some memberships are extremely private. You don't get to know what's inside until you actually Sign up, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's different ways to do it, and it's it's a very one of the cool things about the private. Just like how you go into go into everyone's house, and everyone has their house. No matter if it's the same house, they have it decorated a little different. They could be in carbon copy houses. Mm -hmm. They're making all the suburbs out here, but people decorate them differently based on their personal private tastes, right? Mm So the private domain really affords us some opportunity for um, expression. Um, It's not that you can't do that in the public, but when it's in the private, it's just between you. You, you. You don't have to follow the rules. Like if you set up a corporation, there are very distinct rules for filings and regulations and all these things. All of those things don't remain in the private. It doesn't mean that you don't keep track of your own records. But those, nobody has the right to claim, to see those records unless there's ultimately going to harm them. And so, there's
1: no licensing, there's no permitting, anything like that.
2: No licensing, no permitting, unless you want those things. But then that's again, that's a public thing. And there's other solutions for that. But that's not this conversation is about. When you said, "Is are there more levels to what you could do?" Yes. So. For sake of simplicity, I've kind of broken it down to three levels of engagement. So in, in the first phase or first level of engagement with when it comes to a private member's association is basically how can you continue to operate and ensure that you, you get back that, uh, that right to continue to operate in the private, in the private jurisdiction, right? So, like if there was something that happened and you needed to keep foot food on the table, you know, you could continue to, to service your members because your members, by virtue of what they've agreed to through private agreement, have agreed to waive all rights and privileges afforded to them from the public. Right?
1: Like what would they what would, for example, what?
2: like like they couldn't sue you. You'd agree that there's no suing happening. Like we're going to figure this out if we have a dispute we're going to figure this out like this or we'll have a couple of witnesses or maybe we'll do we'll go as far as arbitration but that arbitration will be binding um and remove the right the only time that the public courts could ever do it is if there was a dispute on the procedure that's one of the right like did 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 the association perform all the duties that it stated it would perform for instance, and if it didn't, was there proper notice given and, and uh, an opportunity to remedy the situation? Blah, blah, blah. All these things have to be accounted for, and that's something that the, the public does have the right to to adjudicate over. But it's only through due process and rules of procedure and stuff. Heaps of case law that just state that they just kind of need to stay, keep out of the private affairs of men.
1: So and when they do come in they just basically check to make sure that you said that you you followed your agreements. Yes. Right. But they can't do it. So what if they discovered that you didn't and then what?
2: Well then they can make a ruling in favor of the one that was uh, that had a had a wrong.
1: But what kind of a ruling? Because if they're not suing, what would that ruling ruling look
2: like? Uh it's a good question. I actually don't don't have the Yes for okay. I haven't had to experience that part yet. <laughs> you know, they basically they just get rulings back on from what I understand of, of like where the uh what's been agreed to in the document. And so maybe get your membership fees back or okay. Cool. Oh, okay.
1: Um, so who does this work for? Is it for everyone? Are there cases where you don't want to do this?
2: Yeah, another great question. It is definitely not for everybody. Uh, Once again, it's a a huge amount of changing how you've been operating if you've never been exposed to this stuff. Um, It's not meant as a substitute for business per se. Like you know, it it is an association, and you need to need to create cause for association. And so like a standard association might just be like, you know, a, uh, a drinking club, bowling club, you know, just we're, we're actually doing private membership agreements all the time. These unincorporated associations for sports teams and all of these things. The, the difference is is the ones that you would require to operate in the private domain that we're talking about have to be non-compliant from a statutory point of view. Right, completely compliant from the lawful point of view, but not, it's, it's a, not a statutory entity. You know, so a, for
1: people who don't know maybe what that means, what do you mean it's not a statutory entity?
2: Yeah, so basically, this is a drastic over, oversimplification, but acts and statutes are creations of men, and law are items that reflect how how not law would naturally work. Like you know, if if you and I have a dispute, then I should probably notify you of the dispute and give you an opportunity to fix it. If if I felt either was a wrong done on your part, and I should give you some time to do that, and then maybe remind you in a little bit if you haven't done it. That you know, a, that if, you know if but if you don't do it, I get the right to do this, right? So there would be a normal thing, right?
1: So kind of responsible adult behavior it really. is
2: actually reflects responsible adult <laughs> behavior which we when but under the guise of like limited liability the things this has been slowly extracted where we don't take responsibility for our relationships we don't take our responsibility really even for our work sometimes through uh limited liability stuff uh, we don't take responsibility for our health we don't take responsibility for you know,
1: people don't want to confront one another, they don't like confrontation. So what do they do? They run out and right. hire a
2: lawyer. A lawyer. Right. And, the, and, the, and if you and if you have run out and, and hired a lawyer, all you're saying is, I don't know how to handle anything myself. I don't want to I don't want to uh uh handle my affairs as a responsible adult, right? And we've all been there, I'm not like my figures. Um, but what you haven't done is exhausted administrative revenue is, that could be another part of the discussion, but let's go back to so just having like your standard kind of association, maybe your sports teams or whatever, right? But then there's like um, then you get into some like more serve, like specific things. So you can have a uh, an association where members gather to uh, learn and exchange health and wellness information, right? And health and wellness is like really super important to you. It's, it's kind of like your ministry, if you will. Um, you know, you could have another one about law, right? You can have another one about whatever. U- ultimately, the use or education, for instance, the, the, it's only limited by imagination, really. But then if you really thought the highest levels of protection are when you get into faith-based organizations or you know, a private ministerial association where you have the tenets of your spiritual beliefs encapsulated in it. Mm-hmm. Because that is where by far the most case law has has been established where in Canada. In Canada. And um uh, there's a really famous uh one between the uh the Highway of Jehovah Witness Congregation you know, and a member you know, to have to do about wrongful expulsion and all this stuff. But ultimately the rules, like the courts ruled that you know we just we just can't get involved. Right. Mm-hmm. We cannot get involved um, because this is an agreement between you folk and when you uh, when you incorporate scriptural scriptural principles um, or other methodologies or belief systems of spirit it, it tracks back to where the origins of what I said at the beginning that first private thing between you and maker, whatever that is and that can never be messed with from a legal perspective, right? As long as you aren't creating harm, you know, as long as you've kept your agreements, there's no like. So basically, in that hybrid versus law wall uh, case, ultimately they could only rule over whether or not what was agreed upon was done and wasn't done.
1: Interesting. And what are other so there's a rich history of private membership associations in the States. It's very well upheld, even though they still continue to be challenged. But it is very clear that they are supported and they've won consistently from what we learned in our last interview. But what about Canada? It doesn't have such a rich history, but there are private membership associations, right? Oh yes. So what are some examples of what's that we're are there. operating right, right now?
2: Well the thing about Canada is first of all, we don't really call them private membership associations. That's born out of the United States. We have what's referred to as incorporated associations up here, and quite frankly, they are way older than we think. We just don't know. Like for, any, for instance, I was just, I had a coach client here just before, before we did this, and she was asking, why do I have to pay a membership? She, like She's part of, uh, uh, she gets uh, emails from here. Never get his (laughs) last name right. And it was explaining that she needed to be a member and pay her 10 bucks or whatever membership in order to vote. She's like, Well, why would I have to become part of a membership to vote? And we could really get into the voting conversation, but we're not gonna get to it because Mm. voting is yet another way where we absolve ourselves of responsibility. We think that this whole democracy system has been working. But wait, out. we're
1: supposed to vote, aren't we? <laughs>
2: another discussion for another day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it's this the whole thing of being represented by someone, represented by, by, like, I need someone else to present me or right. represent me because I don't know how to present myself. Right. So, anyway, she was asking, why do I need to do that? And I said, because they are. An unincorporated association. The Progressive Conservative Party, the UCP, the Liberal Party, they're all unincorporated associations. And here's there's some really interesting ones that people don't know about. Like so interact. Interact. Interact, you know, like mm, hang right. with the things through interact. Um, I think I'm I do not remember the the year, but for the most part, it actually wasn't an unincorporated association of all. Banks just getting together and together and look how much interactive they use. The Roman but Catholic still, Church,
1: No, I think they no. transitioned
2: over to right. a different structure. But um, and then the Roman Catholic Church, right? The Roman Catholic Church is a global unincorporated association that has all of these other private uh religious organizations underneath it. And the reason why they do that is if one of the things happens, so there's a there's another famous case that's uh case law where a priest sexual misconduct no right
1: what in the Roman Catholic Church
2: yeah mm-hmm. and so in each one of these areas there's like an archbishop that's responsible for it and so in this case because there was an actual criminal wrong uh, wrongful action happening someone was harmed in it the state can intervene uh so this is this is interesting because the state could intervene and they couldn't so they could intervene because there was a wrong intentional intentional wrong
1: wrong. yes
2: and so this priest was abusing sexually abusing uh a child
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: so that one that that particular Religious organization tried to pin it on the priest, but the law of torts allowed allowed for vicarious liability to pass through to the archbishop. So the archbishop became liable for his priest's actions and was brought into it, and then sort of tort was created against the bishop. Because, and one of the, the litmus tests for that was how much direct engagement do I have, like direct influence over, so the Archbishop has lots of direct influence over this and should have been able to see something, right, or notice something. And that's, what, that's what the courts decided. But the global unincorporated association of the Roman Catholic Church could not be held vicariously liable because there was enough distance so even though they're part of the same association, because they had this one in its another association, uh, there was actually protection from the entire global, which is an interesting thing to think about if, you have, if somebody has bigger, bigger, broader plans. Right? And so, they got
1: a lot of darkness going on in there. You got for sure, that they have set themselves up in a way that's gonna.
2: Yeah, but you know what? One of the things that I, when I was doing, I, I, le- I came across this. Understanding when, back when I was taking offshore corporate structure and stuff is that a well created, well crafted corporate setup will protect Saint and Lake. alike. Yeah. So it's not the tool, the tool is the tool, mm-hmm. right? A sword mm-hmm. will cut Saint and Cinder alike. A hammer can, you know, the, the famous hammer analogy. Never can help build a, build a house for someone or like cave someone's skull in. It's the tool, it's the use of the tool. You need to use the tool properly, right? Which takes some understanding and coaching. So that's what I do. I don't ever just give, make someone's paperwork and send them off. It's like.
1: And that brings us to a good point, right? So you're helping people with their paperwork, you're establishing their founding documents or their constitutions or whatever you call them. But you can't just leave it at that, right? Like and you would rather for many not do that, I would think, because they're not ready to step in that space.
2: Correct. Uh, I don't I, I I offer two levels of how people can engage, they can you know they can have their own private members agreements, founding documents after some qualifying first, uh, created and then it comes with along with like nine days of coaching. Or they can be part of uh, another part of my membership, which is like an ongoing study of law and understanding our rights and how to operate and just exploring things on a deeper, deeper level. Um, not so much from a teacher-down perspective, like as that gives me all bring this together in a study. It's more right. like a study group kind of idea. That's the, the long-term plan. That's and that's ongoing.
1: So. Right. Yeah. And that's a really important part of it is getting that support because people are going to have questions. They're not going to think this is for most people, this is extremely new to them. So, and a lot of people won't even be willing to go there because they won't be willing to shut off, I think, opportunities, right? Because they don't want to say no to the public or, or they're not ready to, to hold strong and to be in that space and to be, and like to, to risk being challenged. Yes.
2: As well, well, and not just that is just not being being a, unable to break how they understand how things operate. So, that, yeah. So I just so yeah. I just I just did a a perspective call with like a, a strategy call with somebody, and they have a food product, right? but they have one food product, and they're like, "Can I do a PA with this?" I'm like, hmm, well, maybe. Because <laughs> you know, ultimately I'm like, what do you want to do with this food product? And she was like, well, I would like to get into stores. And I'm like, well, then you're violating that that public That's private a big
1: line to cross. Can't do that.
2: Right? Unless the store or the store owner becomes a member of your, your thing. And part of the benefits of being membership is having access to this product. Right, but then once you, once you pass it along, then it's hands off for the the provider of like for the association.
1: Right,
2: right. But is one product enough of an argument to why you're associating? It would would make it would make more sense if you know you're completely into natural health and this is one of the elements. This is one of the the flagship product of of how we engage in our natural health. We're looking at other things like it's it's. The, the more you can make the story make sense to you, like if you can't tell the story and have it make sense to you, then do you think you're going to be able to you know, stand on those papers? Mm-hmm. No, the, the paperwork's not going to help you in that capacity.
1: Right. And that's important right? part to drive home is the paperwork isn't going to save you. That's not the whole point of it. It's, that's right. It's to support, right? But yeah.
2: It reflects what you can prove, right? like like said. Right. right the paperwork says demonstrates and encapsulates the, the language about what you can what you are willing to demonstrate and stand of
1: right and so also i think again we talked about this in the last interviews we're so conditioned to think well i need to ask permission for this and i need to have that you know it's there's so many different ways that we are allowed to do what we want to do whether we're building something making something selling something right we, we just there's so many different levels of permission hoops that we go through. Yes. And people, it's a hard for them to think differently.
2: It is. Well, look at right from school. In order to ask a question in class, what do you do?
1: You got to hold your hand up. I just found myself. Where,
2: where, where, where was that? So, we were at that meeting out of by Prittis. And I found I caught myself putting up my hand instead of just like asking my <laughs> well, fucking question. Well,
1: sometimes like, though, if, if there's a bunch of people and you want to organize it, if it makes sense.
2: But nobody else was. Everyone but was just kind of like chiming in, right? And it, and it, it was and it, you. And it was cool. And then I was like, <laughs> I put up my hand, and I never got answered. I was like, maybe I'll just speak up. There's some. There are times to speak up. There are
1: up. times to speak up. But sure.
2: but ultimately, what I'm getting at is is it's so is that those like you're saying those permission uh, programs. Run run yeah. deep and you'd be surprised how deep they run. And you know, I run into it all the time with my coaching stuff. is Seeing the patterns of the program.
1: Oh yeah. Right. And, uh, I run into it all the time just in the natural health space with oh well I'm gonna have to talk to my doctor about this. Like, really? Does your doctor actually has he earned an opinion on this? He has not to know nothing about it. So they don't take it because he's ignorant. Not because he has an educated opinion on it. Like constantly people Want permission to, for what they can do with their own bodies, right? It, it's to me, it's completely shocking. Yeah. It's like, how about you decide what your body knows? Feel in, decide what what do you think is better, this pharmaceutical drug, or maybe something that you're deficient in over here? Totally. I don't know.
2: You know that that's good. What, what what that brings to mind for me is how did we get to this place where we're so permission based? Mm. which brings up yet another opportunity for the pma style thing is having private education associations where
1: yes where,
2: where people they am going to use this word but be careful with it where they would homeschool but as we've learned you know homeschooling is not all it's not all created equal mm. right so are you still asking for funding for your homeschooling are you get, still getting your write-offs or your reimbursements and, and all of the stuff have you absolved the state yet from uh, the their responsibilities for the education of these children but if there's like you have to be willing to stand in that space like you know if so if you're someone who's interested in having a private education association, you know, at risk of like talking people out of, of doing it. It's like, you need to like, it has to be so important to you, you know, so your kids don't end up like us permission.
1: Well, look, that's the, and and then we're, we're also conditioned to believe there's a specific curriculum that needs to be followed. Yes. And that there's specific ages for different learnings of specific things when every single, we don't need the same person with the same skill set are we don't need to focus on everybody's weaknesses when they shine in a certain area. Like we don't measure against the same ruler, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous to think that the, and obviously the curriculum more and more clearly is, is clearly not there to serve. It's got other, there's other, you know, agendas at play there, but who's to say what they choose is more valuable than what your child chooses. Yes. Right. It's. Just, but I would
2: argue that they maybe do measure themselves against the same ruler Right? Because they need to be ruled. They need to be told what to do and right. what they need to learn and how they need to yeah. operate. Yeah. I know you meant like you know,
1: Yeah, a, ruler. A, ruler. a meter stick.
2: Like a meter stick.
1: But it's true. And it, it's shocking to me too how unwilling people are to take that responsibility. Like because for me, I'm encouraging take back your pregnancies, take back your birth, take back your nutrition, your feeding your families, your doctoring of your own families, the education of your children. Take it all back. Stop outsourcing everything.
2: It's going to be so fun seeing your private members association. How would you like to do who who thinks that Sasha would be be a great resource to have, you know, be part of her membership. So you can have access to her knowledge and answers.
1: I haven't created that yet, but I'm thinking about it. it. I got to decide which way to go with that for sure.
2: Let's give some feedback. Let her know what your feedback (laughs) is.
1: But this is just part of, and then the PMA just is a part of that lifestyle of taking everything back. Right? It, it just fits in. It's such an organic next extension of taking back all aspects of your lives and of raising your family. Yes. I love I, it. And I, then associating with people with that same mindset absolutely. and then supporting each other.
2: Absolutely. And and this is a, this is a really important point that I learned that I'd like to pass on is the freedom to associate inherently within it also holds the freedom to not associate. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we have the freedom to associate. That that also inherently within that right, holds for the right to not associate. To actually discriminate as to who you operate with. Now this oh. discriminate word is—I is, know it's—it's—it's it's, uh, well, it's it's
1: certainly being it's done a now.
2: Word, right? <laughs> and discrimination is happening all over the place. Just if you go try to be somewhere without a mask and during those mandates, you'll find it. Um, but like, there's also discrimination in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's like when discrimination comes along with like a better than. It's it's like. I can discriminate whether or not I should eat the Big Mac or these grass-fed homemade burgers with organic sourdough wine. but that's a discrimination I get to make it's a discernment right so being willing to go there so in, in my coaching I talked about the law of attraction is only as effective as your comfort with engaging with in uh, with the law of repulsion as well, because once you get most clear on how you uh, how you operate in what your belief system is, right, which you hold as true in relationship, that will actually repel other people. So, like I repel people who think. That compromise is part of how a healthy relationship works, because yeah. that's not in my paradigm. Mm-hmm. There's no room for that, mm-hmm. and so if somebody hears that and it makes bristles on them, they'll have a tendency to be repelled naturally, just right. like a magnet has a you know that attracting side and repelling side. It's all about reflecting nature.
1: Well, this was really good. I think we're. Done. I think we got to get going now, pretty soon. But is there anything else you want to? Okay, so if somebody wants to talk to you more. Learn more about this. How do they? How do they do that?
2: Yeah, great question. Well, I'd like to quickly share a couple of uh, oh
1: tell me. projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah, sure.
2: Leaping head, like I honestly think that PMAs or things like them. Um, just not doesn't it's pma is just the start like there's a whole bunch of, oh you know what i never i never finished telling is that the operating part being the phase one
1: oh right okay
2: and then phase two is like sorry we're coming back but let me let me finish okay, someone so inevitably have in
1: three different, so i have three yeah, different okay, phases. Okay.
2: someone inevitably will say you didn't do the other two okay all right so the first one's about just being able to continue to operate make sure your jurisdiction is correct okay, okay. Now you start out to understanding that if there are funds being exchanged and things like this, then you need some kind of tax solution, tax reporting, all of that. Mm. Well, that's phase two, and that's gonna be completely on an individual basis of how someone wants to do that. Because one of the ways you can do it is you know, the more funds that the association retains and uses to take care of things that have have The association continue to operate um means maybe perhaps the less there's passed through to the individual but then there's also solutions for those individuals if they want to go but that's not really the the scope of this conversation
1: this solution tax solutions
2: solutions is an extremely personal thing but as far as as a as a an association itself in it in and of itself it's in and of itself is not required to, when you do it privately, is not required to um, file a tax return or have any filings or reports mm-hmm. or anything like that. And then the third level is then when you start getting into what you might call asset protection. And right? so, how, how do, if we're living in the private, how, how do you hold things?
1: Oh, right. so this is where you get
2: into trusts. This is where things? you get into trusts. And different
1: contracts
2: right so so, so it's, it's kind of a, be it's an evolution quite process. simple
1: but if you want if you want to make it more encompassing there are options there are yeah. there
2: are options and then there's how you can use different ones with different ways to, to create different structures too but and it's ultimate simplest form that most people would be is like how can I continue to operate and doing what I'm doing With more freedom or ability to continue outside of the rules of the public domain. Right. Right? And understanding that you have a public and you have a private. Right. So, if people, people some of you will understand this, but some of you won't, but that's okay. It's, here's how I'll say it it's like saying, well, you have a person, but you're not the person. Right. Right. And that can get I'm
1: not my that I move around the monopoly
2: board. That's right. Exactly. I'm not the game piece on the monopoly board. i the person. and the individual that gets to move the the monopoly board. And in that in that realm my person is the monopoly piece. And in this realm it's like the PMA creates its own board. And then we get to play private.
1: Okay, so tell us about, so there's obviously more to talk about, and there's oh, more, huge. But, well, well, but I think that's a good, that's a really good place to go. Now, tell us what your, yeah. your
2: so, projects. I'm getting, I, I totally believe wholeheartedly in this world, this time of centralization, that the, and like if, if the globalists are wanting to centralize everything. <gasps> do the opposite? Maybe do the opposite, it's true. <laughs> Right? I think it was Earl Nightingale who said something to the effect of "In the business world. If you see everybody running this way or the other way, right? It's it's all about going and and remaining true to what is, is for you. If you want to run with the lemmings, then go we'll do it. Go will run with the lemmings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe P, PMAs are a huge part of this solution. And so I I, I see, I think, Probably the healthiest way that this world could be born into the next version of itself is for more and more people to have their private members association, no matter the size of them. You don't have to, you know, you think about winning association, you don't have to be like doing progressive conservative or you know, that type of big association. It could be just small, little, almost like clans, right? Most like clans. And clans all have their beliefs in the they're operated to the in the private, and if they have things that they're gonna to do together, they'll do with the people who are within their clan first, right? And so I have this dream of being part of whatever will unite the clans, so be your private thing, but like these these clans need to know of each other, and so I'm starting a, a podcast called PMA Planet,
1: PMA Planet, and
2: my holds and I'll be. What I'm going to be doing is, I'm going to be interviewing as many people who are helping people do PMAs, people who have PMAs. It's going to probably be behind a membership wall because there's going to be people who I would interview who probably doesn't want the public to know what they're doing, but they can be protected within the private membership to walk my own talk, right? So it'll be some nominal fee in order to have access to these things. But what I would love it to be is a like the number one library where people can come to get exposed to what's possible for PMAs, right? what's possible for moving into the uh, into the private and un, un, it's inevitable that it'll leak into trust stuff and whatever, right? But like how are we operating in a private? We want to have more conversations, want to have people have access to more of those conversations in a private model. So that's one of my, my things. And so i will be doing that under PMAplanet.com. And but
1: that hasn't started yet.
2: That hasn't started yet. That's uh, that's a new initiative that just, just decided last week that do it. I want to do that. Okay. And then but if people have any interest in, uh up here in Canada, because it's a bit different, um, how I actually got into this is I was gonna work with Mike Coleman on under his thing, but they just didn't have a solution here in Canada, and so I went up, and did, the, do, did the work, did the research. Uh, me and with the help of some other people, cracked the code, got the Canadian stuff kind of locked down.
1: Okay. And,
2: uh, and if people want to have interest in that, I created an, uh, just another URL to go to is pma canada dot club, pma canada. Club. And that's going to be, you know, these are going to be both be websites in the works, but it'll get you access to what's going on, how to begin, how you get more information. All, that stuff. Wow. Great. all block brought to you by the Atlassian Society.
1: Atlassian Society, private society.
2: Private
1: right. society. So we're all restarting it ourselves. And that's the thing, it has to start with each of us doing these things, right? So we've already just created. I'm part of it so we got to create this uh society and these clubs and these membership associations because we have the right to make our own decisions and to associate with who we want to associate and to decide what we want to do and how we're going to raise our children and how they're going to get educated and how we're going to eat and where we're going to get our food from and I don't know who we're going to drink with what we're going to it doesn't matter doesn't matter. There's so much opportunity in all of this. So as Mike Long said, you know, it's been growing hugely in the States. And I think now it's picking up in Canada, but just imagine if you can find this rule, we have to build the parallel society that's being built. There are people doing this already, but imagine if you can find everything that you require for, to be a, you know, a, a truly realized human being in the private, without anybody putting their ridiculous rules on anymore, you, you know, or just wanting to kill you. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're living in a world right now where, you know, there's not very much benevolence going on in the public, really. No. So. Yeah. so that is awesome, honey. Thanks, Thank you so much. That was, I think that's that was a really good conversation. I think there's lots of information there for people to chew on. And if you want to get hold, we'll check in the links. We're gonna have the we'll have the links in there, PMA dot club if you want more information from Tim. TimothyRoy.com. Roy.com. I'll put that in there as well. Tim with a Y TimothyRoy.com. Roy.com. If you want to learn from his coaching side as well, but just in general, you know, whatever way you decide to do, just know, own yourself. Like that's what I love Kelly Rogan's names of her books is just own yourself. That's her yeah. your second book. You know, how many people can say that they own themselves and they own their choices. So this is part of going down that path. So a lot of aspects involved in that. So hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any questions or comments, post them all on the YouTube page, I guess. And otherwise, hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today. Ciao.